she said it at all but today we are talking about angry black women question of the day why we gotta be so mad why i I think we have plenty to be mad about (laughs) we do too let's talk about it no (laughs) period man what 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 huh man what excuse me what what man huh what? What, man? Man, what? Man, what? Man, what? <laughs> what? Man, what? <laughs> All right, so boom. We are, as we just said, talking about this whole narrative of the angry Black woman. And, like, the strong Black woman. Like, these tropes that are have been put out there and that we are just consistently fighting against. And like, it's like an uphill battle, but I'm willing to die on this hill, bunny. <laughs> I was deep in it. Yeah, this is one of them. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so, okay. I, uh, so like, do you want to just get started with like a basic definition? If people don't know what like the angry black woman trope is or like the strong black woman is... Yeah, real quick, I was just going to say this article by white dudes actually is where I got these categories from, though. But so they said that there's three different categories when explaining the angry black woman. So there's your typical angry black woman, but then there's the subcategories of the strong black woman and then what they call the vixen and the Jezebel. And then you can go into like the definition of the two. Okay. Or three. (laughs) All right. So let's just start off with that. We'll start off with the. The, the top one, the angry black woman. So um, I'm sure many of you all have heard it's just it's this idea that black women are excessively like aggressive or we're overly overtly like just angry or just we maybe blow things out of proportion, I guess. Would that be a great way to define it? Yeah. Um, Very polite. So like, I'll say that again. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um, I think it. I think what happens with that if or do you, I don't know. Let me sure to define all of them and then just go into our discussion. Because what if I don't want to get carried away with one? I guess maybe. Um. Okay. So the vixen is basically just objectification and sexualization 
of black women. So, um, and that creates like fetish, like fet- this fetishization from other races. And then, can I, go ahead. Can I add though real quick? Mm-hmm. So when I first looked it up, I thought it was super weird that they threw that in there because I'm like, how the fuck does that correlate? But essentially what they were getting around to is we're so angry that all we're good for is our vaginas. So that's how it's supposed to fit into the category. Gotcha. No, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Like, it definitely makes sense. And then um, the strong black woman, is that on here? So basically, uh, the strong black woman is just like how people view, like how you would view your mom, like a single mom almost. I don't even say your mom, but just the fact that black women are, we don't need no man, we don't want no man type of thing. Like we're, we can handle it, like I got this type of thing. Um I think a lot of times it just gets put on it gets put on single moms I want to say and I don't want to just I guess I can't pinhole it into that but I feel like a lot of times it's seen as like a badge of honor and it's really not like just to be yeah, it was single moms the most mm-hmm, just to be seen as a strong black woman because I'm gonna be honest I don't want to ever be seen as a strong black woman like I want to be I want to be able to have like I don't know I always be joking like I want to just I want to be weak like I'm a weak bitch but (laughs) (laughs) um I don't want I want to be able to be humanized and I think that's just the basic thing is like all these categories are these like these names or these titles for us they dehumanize us in just such a terrible way that it affects us in like so many aspects of our life like our health you know what I mean like our potential for promotion like we're not even I just words it absolutely like we're not even allowed to just even express emotion in a normal way without being viewed as just angry. Like, oh, you're just mad. Like, but I have a reason to be mad. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this happened to you, you would be angry as well. But just because we're just so, I think we're masculinized by it too. Like, we're just made into like men, basically. Like, and I think you see it yeah. with like how like like Michelle Obama type of thing. Like, they've she has this Megan whole strong black like, woman image, but they always call they be calling her Mike. You ever see that? Like Mike Obama be trending, yeah. and it's just the most disrespectful thing ever. Like, or Serena Williams, which is a good, you know, they've over masculinized her, and like she isn't viewed as what we consider, I guess, like a feminine woman, right? Like, and she probably would definitely fit. Like, oh, with the whole remember the whole thing with the tennis match where she kind of had an attitude. Not an attitude. See, there, there I go right there. She didn't even have an attitude. She was very respectful. What happened was the um the ref was accusing her of cheating. Do you remember that? I don't think so. Okay, so the ref was accusing her of cheating and she walked up to him and she was like, I'd rather lose before I cheated. And that's all she said. And I think they penalized her because of that because they were like, oh, she was just so angry. But then you, you go back and you show clips of like white women throwing their rackets and slamming them on the ground. Oh extra and violent yes and all she did was say she told him like i would rather lose before i cheated and even if she said it in a snippy ish way regardless like it wasn't it you don't get to throw that stereotype and she's just super angry and she's aggressive and she doesn't know how to act type of thing like and it, i don't know oh, of those facebook posts or like twitter or whatever when you see these black men saying shit like that's why we go for white women because they do what the fuck we say where they're docile and shit like that as if black women are so hard to handle just for being assertive or even if they did say because we're angry as if the anger is misplaced it's definitely not and i don't i think that it's just i don't the whole thing that like people like poke the bear and then they they hide the stick do you know what i mean i think that's just what a lot of it is and 
I know a lot of it probably stems from um, just stereotypes that were created prior. I think a lot of it has to do with um, just women having to like low-key take over the households, right? Like years ago, we had to kind of, we had to be like mom and dad in those roles in certain situations. So you look at like slavery, right? Where men were taken from the, the families and the women, the the women, but basically, I don't want to say the heads, but basically we kind of had to take those roles. And then you look at like yeah. Jim Crow and then you look at um, just the, yeah. um, the industrial prison complex where like all these laws were created that would throw your ass in jail in a heartbeat because they still needed modern day slavery, which is basically prison, you know? And so mm-hmm. they're still stripping us of the home. And there's just always this, I'm just going on. There's always, there's this little picture and it was like, a, it's a little girl, a little boy, and she has a sign and she says, you, um, you, you strip us, or, you, you, you throw our fathers in prison or you strip us of our fathers and then you laugh at us for being fatherless. You ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I think that's just like, I think that's like a baseline for it. Like, and so women have had to kind of take over, right? Like we've kind of had to, like, we can't let, even just a pause on that real quick. Like, does that matter not have a fucking right to be angry at that? Like, but you saw my dad. Yes. <laughs> you ruined my fucking life. You yes. saw my fucking Yes. yes I'm, angry. Okay. I'm growing up angry. I fucking hate you. Absolutely. I think that's valid. Yes, like over something, over something I guarantee was just um, petty almost, like petty crimes, like petty thefts and things like that, right? Like having having Maybe. a small amount of drugs. Sorry, say that again. I'm, it's cutting. I said he stole an apple, maybe, but he didn't even really do it. It was somebody else. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you know what I mean? And I know that's probably like a whole nother topic that we could just go on and on about. But like, I think that it really, like there's a starting point for this, right? Like this just didn't happen overnight that we were given these narratives and it's it's almost like how do you how do we go from like here to like how do we like how do we like change that image of ourselves or the perception because I find myself like I police myself a lot I think I find myself doing that in like certain aspects where I try not to be like overbearing or too loud or what's considered too loud I guess I should say or I try not to like I try to yeah I try to soften myself like I try to make myself really soft like I notice when I get on things my voice I was just talking about this with somebody today too like my voice changes my my pitch gets higher like I don't talk I'm Mm -hmm. like oh yeah hi absolutely yeah yeah I'm perky just because I don't Mm -hmm. want to be seen as that like I don't want to be seen as like just this dominant aggressive black woman like oh she's super scary right like and then I think that like that's super interesting because I have never been that type of person as you and many of the people that know me know Mm -hmm. like I've always however the fuck you perceive me like that's just really on you like I just genuinely do not fucking care but that has also come with a lot of comments like man you act like you never want a husband or I've been called niggerish so many times what does that even mean and stuff like that like yes I have definitely been masculinized or whatever the (laughs) the proper word is like many times just for being myself and I don't even think I'm that angry of a person I'm more so I'm assertive and I'm direct is what it is, but people can't tell the difference. No, it's not that. I, it, people tell the difference is just people have this one percent. This like not one percent. They have this just perspective of you, like that has just like everything around them has told them that when you assert yourself or you like stand up for yourself or you be somewhat dominant, because how much can you really dominate, right? Like mm-hmm. that you are this super just angry, like oh she's aggressive, she's gonna snap. Okay, Shanae and Shaniqua, like don't. No. 
don't get crazy on us type of thing. But like if someone else was to do it, like it's not a problem. They're just seen as like, oh, well, you know what? They're they're speaking their mind or they're entitled to defend themselves or, you know, X, Y, Z. And you know what? Mm-hmm. This is kind of on topic, but off topic. I always tend to see it like a lot of clips I watch of things where I guess most recently um, with the whole Sharon Osbourne thing. Have you been seeing what's going on with that? No. Okay, so basically Pierce Morgan, like with the whole royal thing of Meghan Markle, Pierce Morgan has been like harassing Meghan Markle for years and basically Sharon got on Twitter and was like, I, I support you and I stand by you. And Talk- again, or talking about Pierce. And she's on that show, The Talk, which is another thing that they've canceled the show because they don't want to fire her, basically. It's kind of what I surmise that nobody else can get paid because they don't want to fire this white bitch. Like, let her the fuck go. You know what I mean? And like, so a lot of comments have come out about her being like racist and things like that. Like, and just not just black people, like there's an Asian host. She called her like Ching Chong. She said something. I have to look it up, girl. I don't want to say Ching Chong because I might be wrong. But but anyways, um, Cheryl was basic. Cheryl Underwood is on the show to talk as well. And she was basically talking to Sharon like, huh? Is that a country singer? Sure. She's a black woman. She's a black comedian. Oh, shit. you gonna have to Google Sorry. her, baby. But Cheryl- I'm thinking of Karen. <laughs> you got the Google, honey, because I don't think uh-uh. I know who that is. Uh-uh. Cheryl Underwood, baby, Cheryl Underwood. But she basically okay. was like trying to give her a chance to kind of like own up to it or like apologize or whatever, creating a space for her. And mm-hmm. she has the nerve to like tell her, like, you don't get to cry, Cheryl. Like, I should be the one crying. And that like pissed me off so much because white women always weaponize their tears as well. Oh, and it's just. I'm and it's segment. like it pits us again it pits us right like i'm in the angry black woman but you're a victim and it's not you're not even a victim in this like we're giving you a space and a safe space at that because cheryl could have cussed her out and she was so patient with her she was sweet and polite and just like you know she, like sharon i've always thought of you as a friend so like i need you to kind of like explain this like why you know what i mean like why do you have so much smoke for everybody else about this or why are you like He's clearly showing some type of weird bias because Meghan Markle, and I'm not going to say she's a black woman because she's a biracial woman and she's not even like, she's low-key like white presenting. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to say she's white passing. How does she identify them? Huh? How does she identify? She, I, I think she know? identifies as biracial. I don't think she identifies as a black woman either. But um, regardless of that, she a lot, a lot of that stuff with the whole royals and them being racist, I guess, or whatever. It's like a, it's just a whole deep thing. But anyways, like the fact that he's harassed this woman for years, and basically his harassment is based on the fact that she went to a lunch with him one time, and he thought it was going to be more than that. Which he's been, he was, he's married, he's been married for ten years. I just want to let you know that right now as well. So he was very much married. Okay. Going by myself, Chris Morgan is because I'm picturing Tracy Morgan. Girl, that's head. a black man. <laughs> he's like a white British dude. I'm getting a lot of people. I know, and we're going to get you out more. <laughs> but like Pierce Morgan was basically mad because that same night, he, that same day, he had lunch with her. She met Prince Harry that night, and he thought he had a chance with her. Oh, but I'm like, look at him. He he looks like the bottom of somebody's shoe. He fucking thought. Why would he think ever that you had a Bro. chance? Even if she did never marry Prince Harry, why did you think you had a chance with her? And so since that night, he's been harassing her nonstop in the news. Because she went to lunch with him and he thought that he was going to get some cuckoo. Not cuckoo, that's weird. Some some (laughs) vagina. And she was like, nah, this was just a friendly lunch. And she never talked to him again, which I wouldn't talk to him either. First of all, looking like you looking. 
Ooh, ooh. He look like a big toe. Harry <laughs> would. He really, really do. A hairy big toe. But um, anyways, like I guess I kind of digress. But all that to say is that basically, I I said all that just to just show how like the again the angry black trope is just used. The angry black woman trope is just used again, and like how it makes it even worse because then you have on the other end of the spectrum is like this whole victimization thing, right? Like oh, woe is me, and, you know, you're hurting my feelings because you're standing up for yourself, and I don't like that, is basically what it boils down to me, is, like, I don't like what you said about me, and I don't like how you called me out on my shit, so now you're just angry and aggressive, and I don't feel safe, or I don't feel comfortable around you. Yeah. That's a lot of times what it gets to. And then, um... Super minor instance in my personal life but I think it's really funny I think most things are funny (laughs) but at the grocery store like I would always think it was super weird like if it's real congested and people are in your way in an aisle like people do be rude as fuck like they'll be taking up the whole aisle talking to each other and you can't fucking get by Mm -hmm. but people will just puff and puff behind them and just wait and just be angry and so instead I would just be like excuse me and then they would just be like, oh, I'm sorry. And they would move. But people will always look at me where, like, I can't believe you just spoke up. And somebody called me a bully for that one. Time. Seriously? <laughs> like, you should have just waited for us to finish our conversation. Like, no. Literally. And I'm like, I wasn't even being angry. Just like you said with Serena Williams. Like, I just was being assertive and direct. Like, it doesn't make any sense for me to stand there and wait idle for you to have a conversation when we're in a grocery store and I want a grocery store. Thank you. Take that shit somewhere else. Go sit down in a bench or something and talk. Like, you don't get to take up space <laughs> because you feel right. like entitled to it. They just don't like something. So they just use that term really to just degrade you and make themselves feel right. Like, it's almost never because of something that you actually did but say it is something that you actually did again like we've been kind of talking about we have so many reasons to be angry too and i do just want to make sure that we get around to the fact that a lot of the times too like we just a lot of what it boils down to is we don't use language correctly whether it's intentional or unintentional Mm -hmm. right so when they're describing what they believe is an angry black woman a lot of times it's trauma responses black people collectively have a lot of ptsd going mm-hmm. on or even just in anxiety and so some of the symptoms of just having anxiety which most of us do have edginess or restlessness tiring easy and fatigue impaired concentration feeling as though the mind goes blank which causes irritability Increased muscle aches and soreness, difficulty sleeping, which also causes agitation. Mm-hmm. So pretty much these six symptoms roll into one nicely packed ball of you're going to be fucking angry. Absolutely. You're angry. It's, it's like it's, it's an actual thing that happens because of the way that we're treated over time. Mm-hmm. So again, not that we're just even if it was that we were all just angry all the time, it's not that we're just angry for no reason. No, we're never, I mean, and I, I don't, I can tell you 100%, Jessica, like, I don't even know that many people or like that many black women that are just even consistently angry on like a, on a daily basis, right? Like, I don't even know anybody that even fits that, that whole idea of an angry black woman where they're just constantly just aggressive for no fucking reason. Like, I know people that are like really depressed. Yeah. But I don't see, like, like you said, a lot of just just angry as fuck for no reason, just cuss people out because they can. Like, there's, I don't know a lot of just belligerent people. No. no. 
Like, like that's abnormal. And I feel like most of the time, I find like I, I feel like a lot of people that I that I talk to in general, like again, go through that phase where like they want to kind of distance themselves so much from that idea that we like code switch more or less, right? Like we're we're on and we're off. Like I know I do I do it a hundred percent of the times, and I even realized that like as of recently that within my job that I learned that I don't have to be always just up, up, up. Like I can, I can be comfortable in my own skin because I, maybe because I've, I've built a relationship with my coworkers now and I can kind of present myself and my normal every day, you know, versus having to present that, like, just really, I'm 100% not angry and I'm 100% like not aggressive and like, it's okay. And being able to even voice my opinion to others without seeming like I'm being like a dick, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I guess it's a weird space. Like I'm just kind of figuring out for myself now, you know, and like yeah. being taught that like, I need like being taught that like, I need to be like, like be seen, but not heard type of thing. Like, have you ever, have you ever gotten that? Like, like as a kid, like children should be seen, not heard type of thing. Like you don't always have to be loud or you don't always have to be like the center of it. I'm trying to remember because I I always remember how I interpreted things because even as a kid I just could never bring myself to give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to for people actively telling me and I just didn't care or if I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like that's really a big thing too. Like the difference in it, like not caring versus not really knowing to. So you still don't care in a sense. Like I don't know if it was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'd rather just do this because it takes less energy. Because that's what it is for me. Like, I I can see the exhaustion in my friends or even, like, just in you. Like, it seems like it takes a lot of work to code switch it to not be yourself. So, it's more so a laziness factor in me. Like, I have a lot of other shit to worry about. Right. Like, if you have a personal story. So, it's easier for me to just be my fucking self. See, and that's not even a bad thing. Like, I wish I, I, wish I could transform my laziness into that. Because I'd be lazy in areas I shouldn't be. So... <laughs> that's the thing you can't expend your energy on everything so we're just budgeting it I, like i go really hard for like reallocate work and gardening and being extra no. but so i don't have any energy left i know that's it. right well, I, need to, maybe, <laughs> no, I need to do that yo because that sounds it's so it is exhausting just being a white woman sometimes like and i don't even read the There's benefit it's like the family guy type characters and they're unzipping themselves. Yes. It's so <laughs> Yo, like I'm stressed thinking about it. But dude, I just had another interview and I noticed too when I um this is very pertinent. I noticed too when I'm like up, 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 like trying to I'm trying to keep that facade on. Like I drop mm-hmm. something else off in my mind. So like I fumble so much and I stutter and I can't because I can't like I'm trying to keep it up but I'm also trying to dig down deep into like <coughs> excuse me I'm sorry y'all I'm sorry choking <laughs> like, I'm trying to dig into other aspects of like my mind I guess to like present as well like it's weird like I'm trying to dig into two bags like I'm or I'm trying to hold up two things yeah. you know what I mean like I'm trying to keep this about to say because it sounds like you're trying to be two different people so it's yes like, and so like just as something as simple as an interview like I I mess up so many because I'm trying to keep this facade up of like, I'm this type of person. I'm this peppy, like non 
non like aggressive whatever and I'm trying to think again like about my experience and my skills and my expertise in the same time and I can't and I always seem to mess it up and I noticed that when I'm like this where I'm just like whatever type of thing that I it goes and I flow so much better but that's because I'm not trying to like hold this mask up you know what I mean while I'm you, I, you know what I mean like you know what I'm saying uh, you know <laughs> It's kind of off topic, but kind of on topic, but you just putting it like that kind of makes it clear to me because I've always been a person where when people get around me, they always say things like, I love how I can be myself when I'm with you. And then we get in groups and they are a completely different mm-hmm. person and that off. And so I've always been a, I prefer one-on-one because I know you're not being yourself when we're mm-hmm. around other people. And it's like, looking back in hindsight, it's because they're co-switching. They feel like they won't be accepted. They have exactly. to else when they're around everyone else to be liked or to get what they feel like they need or whatever it is but then they just see that I clearly don't give a fuck so it's like they can finally let loose when they're around exactly so that's getting that distance it really is it's like making yourself palatable for other people and like it's something terrible and I think a lot of people I feel like a lot of people do do it I don't know maybe you guys can like respond to like the podcast on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and let us know, but I really think that a lot of people try to make themselves more digestible. Or email us. We'll put our email in because I really would love to hear people. Seriously, it like it's super. It's just super. It's super interesting just to see that context. And I know I feel like a lot of black people at a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of black people do do it just in general. Like even black men, like black men, just making themselves seem less aggressive because we're always taught that black men are like dangerous and they're this, this, and that, X, Y, and Z. And I know the sign of black black man. That reminds me of the glasses in court. Yes, you know what I mean. Like how you have to just let me bless <laughs> Yes, and that's all. The, that's all y'all getting in this episode because this is about black women, black men. So relax. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably sound like a band hater on here. I am not. I love y'all, but y'all is aggravating. You put the blog that you were explicitly. You oh said my those god! Words. Well, I maybe hate. I am then. I am a mess, Sam. Maybe I am. I don't. I don't be fucking with y'all. I love y'all. I, okay, let me say this real quick. Like, I love black men in a way, but y'all are aggravating as shit. It's like, I love y'all so much and I know you could do better, but I haven't actually seen you do better that it's frustrating mm-hmm. to me. So I would rather just opt out of communicating yes. with you. And that's more And so like, don't get is. on here talking about not all black men because um, what they say, if it don't apply. I met 10,000 of y'all and 9,900 of y'all. Okay, like if it don't apply, let it fly. Like it's not, if it, and first of all, that this counts for all races of all people. I, 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 I surveyed you. everyone, so, like, all 7 billion. Out there also. Yeah, I don't fuck with humans or animals. I'm like pants and I'm like pictures. So Period. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing kidding. though. Like, I do like y'all. I mean, I do want to like a husband one day, possibly, maybe. I don't know. Or companion. We don't got to get married, but you know. Um, But anywho, so back to this whole um, angry black woman. Going into like, I went, we'll touch back on the vixen part later because I think that that's just kind of like a smaller component of it. But the strong black woman is just like another one that is just super, super harmful, I feel like. Because again, like it just so much, it so much dehumanizes us, right? It just makes us seem like we we can't be vulnerable or we can't be soft. Do you know what I mean? Like we 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 don't need to be nurtured at all, which I think is another big one. Like anytime I'm having a bad day, you're so strong. Okay, Let me be bitch, today. But- I shouldn't have to be strong all the time or can I at least have this one moment? Yes, like, just like can you one? just give me a hug and let me know that it's okay? Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, I just need, 
I need to be able to be soft in my own skin. And even, okay, so growing up in a single parent household, like I've taken on now, even now that I'm an adult, I've taken on a lot of like the manly things too. Like I'm always one, the one to like put shit together. I'd be the one out there like mm-hmm. shoveling the snow and shit. Like recently my car was stuck in the thing and I was out there shoveling and the my black my black neighbor came over and he was like, I don't like to see no woman out here doing it. And that's like one time that I actually kind of felt feminine, like, oh, oh my God, thank you. Like, like <laughs> hey, thank you, my good sir. I do the class. Like I felt like a damsel, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was so nice just to like not have to like be the one to what am I trying to say? Like, not have to be the one to have to be the dominant force, like, all the time, you know? And I was thinking, I saw just today, it said, are you really low maintenance? Or are you just shielding yourself from neglect? And that's what that just reminded me Like, seriously, me of. like, and I don't want to even be low maintenance. Like, I want to be, like, catered to and pampered and all that stuff, but I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to, like, be vulnerable with really anyone, I guess, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any Anyone in that sense. There's to be vulnerable enough to not be dominant right. like bitch I have to take care of it I have I, to be strong because it's all known and every time I give a little bit I'm yes down, so. yes and that's just such an important thing like why why are we such strong women it's because we are really required to like we're required to have to make these decisions like there's no I would have perished by now absolutely and I don't even and I know again because we're single moms so that a lot of it comes from that that we do have to be the decision makers and we don't get we don't get a lot of time to put stuff on the back burner and revisit it later because not saying a lot of it's life or death but a lot of it is serious enough that we do have to make decisions right away for it and I'm gonna be honest when I was with this when I was with my ex like it was super super hard for me to even relinquish that like you know what I mean and it sucks mm-hmm. because I didn't relinquish it. I didn't get nurtured in the relationship either. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't get that because he was like, well, you're fine. You don't need it. Like, you're okay. I'm like, well, I know I'm okay, but should I want it? Like, like look look out right. for me like you look out for everyone else. Do you know what I mean? And not because you know I'm fine. It's like, why do I have to feel like I'm less special? Yes. The one like, all that matters. Like, I know I can do it for myself, but I want you to do it for me because you would, you're willing to do it for someone else. That's not me. And if I tell you it's not the same. It's really not. Like, I don't, I want you to just know. And that sounds crazy. Not just know, but I want you to, like, see. I want you to use your context it's, clues. Yeah, it's not even necessarily that. It's like what you, the hope is to be paired with somebody that naturally wants to do yes. the things that you desire. Yes. Like, for example, since you're my fucking best friend, if I just see that you're sad, I know you so well and I've known you so long, I would think to myself, like, Maybe I should drive to her house and bring a donut. And I would love that. Like, you know, that's what you're exactly. looking for in an intimate relationship. Not that they should necessarily read your mind, but why do you why not do you know, know my me cues? well enough or respect me enough to even fucking yes. try? And it's that's so, so important. Like, and again, I think it just goes back to like, I don't know if part of it was maybe selfishness on, I don't want to call him selfish, but selfishness on his behalf or like not necessarily being, um, what's the word I'm trying to say conscious of it I don't want to say that either but I think a lot of it was because I was just so independent prior to him that he mm-hmm. felt I didn't need it because he was capable of babying other people that weren't me you know what I found too in certain relationships um is that like if they're used to being around people that they feel like mm-hmm. need them 
then they play that role because it's more like an obligation. Like they feel like they're needed. And so there's not another mm-hmm. option. So they do finally meet a woman that's more independent. It's like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, finally, I don't have to do everything. And so we're on the opposite end. Like we've been mm-hmm. doing everything. So when we get somebody's going to do for well, us, we've been independent. So we're yes. like, oh, finally, I have somebody Woo. to help me out. So it's like we're coming in with two completely different mindsets in the way that we're analyzing mm-hmm. the situation. And that's very, very true as well. Like he that he dead ass told me to my face, like, well, you don't need it. You're fine. Like, I'm not going to I don't need to do it for you because you're fine. You don't need it. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck? I want it. Like, like I, I want mm-hmm. it, though. Like, I want you to see me as soft in general. And I want you to see me as somebody that does. Even though I don't need to be taken care of, I want you to see. I want you to be. I want you to want to or be willing to do it. Right. Like, even if I don't necessarily need it. Like, I want you, like, what you just said, like, the whole, if I'm sad type of thing, you know that you're going to, because you care, you're going to, and you do your best mm-hmm. abilities to try to cheer me up type of thing. I'm like, vice versa, like, and like, I don't know, I think that, again, that whole strong black woman thing just kind of really throws it off because it's just praise too. Like, I just, I, I don't like that either. Don't praise me for like, doing it all. Like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to do it all. Like, this isn't fun for me. Yeah this isn't fun. Like, I don't want to have all this weight on my shoulders. Like, I want to be able to relax and let my hair down and be able to enjoy stuff too without having to worry about it. Like, and I don't think people realize that when they put that on us, like, my mama was strong or my grandmother was a strong woman and this, this and that. Like, don't try to make me live up to that because no, I don't want to. Burden was stressed and she was treated unfairly. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, no woman wants to do that. Like, and I don't, and I think I'm scared I'm going to get to this place where I don't know how to soften myself for someone. Right? Like, I find that it just really comes with trust. Like, like I said earlier, a lot of these things that we're talking about is all right. trauma response. And so the only way to not be heightened is if you feel like you're no longer in trauma. So when you trust, if you distrust somebody, you're going to respond as a person that's distrusting. Right. Like if, like, you know, it's really that simple. So if they're reliable and they're showing that they really do respect you and they're doing things that you know is out of the kindness of your heart then you'll be able to trust that you can be vulnerable around them and naturally you won't keep being hard. But the problem is, like we just mentioned, you know, he's looking at it like, oh, you're strong. I don't have to do this. So you were never able to get out of right. trauma mode. Right. Well, if you're listening, babe, whoever you are, <laughs> yeah, take all this into account, okay? I'm telling you what I need. And I'm going to give it back to you. Like, I have no problem either, like, being strong when I need to, but I just can't do it 24-7, 365. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I got grades. I'm 31. I got, like... I found two gray hairs on my head the other day, and I'm like, hey, stress. <laughs> stress, like... Kind of a side note, but it makes me think, too, about, like, how you're in a relationship and, like, something big happens. Like, maybe they cheated and you decide to stay or whatever, and they're like... Oh, you changed, but it's like, well, it makes a huge difference when you trust somebody and then you don't. One hundred percent. Now I do have to. Um, I have to be strong and angry and independent now. So no, I cannot be soft with your ass. So no, I'm not gonna. No, I can't. No, 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 at all. Oh my god, we gotta definitely do like a relationship one because I just have so many. This whole thing about like the trauma that you create in the beginning of the relationship because I don't know if like maybe men in the beginning. I guess I men men and women maybe, but they what they do is in the beginning is they don't. I don't know if they are sincere if they know they want it. And so they kind of still do themselves, but then they, uh, somewhere along the way, they're like, I do want this, 
but like you've created so much dysfunction at the beginning of the relationship that I'm not able to let that go now right because like again that trust is broken and so now we're down the line and I have to be I'm angry now you know what I mean like I'm just this angry woman because of the because of the poor decisions that you made early on that have impacted our relationship so significantly that I can't even trust you to do something simple as go like to the grocery store because you might be out fucking somebody do you know what I mean like and I don't know that might be extreme but I think that that is like something to be said too like people don't realize like again like the trauma or the issues that they cause early on and they think that you forget about it but when you bring it back up you're just angry now and you just can't let it go or you can't forgive for that is because people have this mindset of well everybody everybody are and so if that's what you truly believe then no you don't think it's a big deal when you cheat on somebody you don't understand why they're heartbroken and they can't trust Mm -hmm. you now or when you say oh that's sex because you think that everybody has casual sex and nobody is out here being using protection when they do it like when you put these generalizations on the whole population you're not gonna fucking understand that shit Mm -hmm. so if sitting here and I've never cheated on anybody and I use protection and I don't have casual sex and I can't let it go we're never ever going to get on the same page no absolutely again. absolutely and even in that like and not even even saying cheating but just even things like you're not even as tr- transparent and I feel like I gotta pry information from you like even if it's not necessarily like infidelity but just little things like that that start off early on because of whatever like you feel like and I feel like sorry I'm kind of fumbling through this but like I think a lot of it is really because the indecisiveness at the very beginning and you kind of do you, but when you decide you're going to be exclusive with someone, I think that you can't, you no longer get to like dwindle or maybe like, I don't, I don't know if I can even say that it's not, you're like, you're not taking it as serious, but like just little things that you do, you have to know that that is going to definitely impact how your relationship is shaped. Right. Like, so even if Mm -hmm. like, I ask you like, or like people, some people just lie for no reason. Like I don't know why people just feel like it's Tuesday. I'm just gonna lie because I can. So you ask them like, "Hey, what mm-hmm. are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm at the barbershop," but really they're at like their mom's house. And I'm like, "Why would you lie about that? Like that doesn't make sense." Now, you you've established exactly. this baseline that you're a liar, right? And so even though it's not necessarily infidelity, it's just like you're not transparent. And I don't even know if you're if the sky is blue for real now at this point, right? And like now I'm in this mode yeah. where you're telling me half truths and you're telling me half stories and it does piss me off, right? And again, it's like, well, it's gaslighting. Like, you get gaslit almost, like, you know what I mean? And I think that, like, a lot of that feeds into those stereotypes, too, or, like, I'm not about to let you walk over me, so I can't be, I'm not submissive type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so I I don't know, but I know that was kind of on topic, but off topic, but I definitely think a whole segment on relationships will be good. But it does feed into like the whole angry black woman kind of type trope, basically. That like, because the question of the day is why you got to be right. so mad. There's plenty of reasons. There's plenty of reasons. Our whole life's dynamic from birth to death is fucking angry. It really is. And just thinking about that too, like um, we were talking before, kind of we got on here, but with the strong black woman trope is that like this idea that we have like thicker skin right and like we're able to tolerate more pain so you see like super high rates of like maternal mortality right in black women like i think three or four times more likely than a white woman to die giving birth and maternal mortality starts from um i want to say 
of course from pregnancy when you start when you're pregnant and then to a, a year afterwards it's all considered mortality maternal mortality so maternal related death because you've a, a year isn't really a, a bunch of time after you've had a baby and you can have complications in that year afterwards but after that first year even with infants i think it does go away from that whole it, it, it's no longer categorizes that but there's this whole, we were talking about it, there's this whole t- idea called the weathering hypothesis, where basically it's just like the wear and tear on your body from just a con- constant chronic stress, like high cortisol levels just consistently throughout life, just because of the different things that you had to deal with, which I 100 believe that like the, these, the angry black woman, and the strong black woman, and even the vixens, these ideologies being kind of placed upon black women right like our shoulders like even mm-hmm. though you might not see it and it might be maybe it's in the form of microaggressions or whatever however you're receiving it it's something that is consistently happening to you and your body so you are consistently under just a certain amount of like maybe even a high amount of stress right and like nobody should be stressed all the time because it's 100% not good yeah. for you and it 100% changes the dynamic in your body and like that's why that's what contributes to like things like maternal mortality or it contributes to things like um you said your fibromyalgia right like just constant chronic stress is not good for anyone but specifically I think because we get the short end of the stick because we are black and we are women you know that the intersection which intersectionality right that's what you said it's just that in this place where we're black and we're women so we're low-key like just getting fucked all around and then on top of that we're not allowed to be upset about being fucked all the time, right? And we're expected to be just super right. strong. Like, you can handle it. We're supposed to just Say that again? Yeah, we're supposed yeah. to just take Yeah, it. we are. And we can handle it, though, because we're strong. Because we're strong black women. Like, please, please disrespect and mistreat me because yeah, anymore. <laughs> yes. it's, so- it's in my name. My name, if you didn't know, my name is Miriam Strong Black Woman Bratcher, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> but yeah, like all of that's super important. And I just wanted to, I definitely wanted to bring up this, um, like regardless to about the whole maternal, like, so I love maternal mortality. Not that I love like people dying, women dying from, but it's just my passion. I would really like to go into that field. But um, like with Serena Williams and Beyonce, like these are two very high powered women, right? Like I'm not going to say they don't face different forms of like, chronic stress or like microaggressions and racism and things like that but because they're uber wealthy but I definitely think that they probably do get some forms of it just like that whole example with Serena playing the tennis like that again is like I didn't want to call it a microaggression like that was just overtly like it was overt racism I would say but specifically Serena was talking about how um, when she gave birth to her daughter Alexa I think or Olympia I I messed up the baby's name um she she basically was telling the the nurse like listen she's gasping for air she's like i can't breathe like there's something wrong and she has like a history of blood clots and the nurse was like oh like gaslit her like oh no you're just probably a little delusional because you're in just pain but even the fact that you know i'm in pain you know what i mean you're not trying to figure out you still what you're yeah, trying to figure out why i'm in pain do you know what i mean and she had to basically like advocate for herself and say, no, 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 you guys need to run a CT scan and this, this, this is an X, Y, and Z. And she said reluctantly the doctor did do it, but before he did that, he did a um he did a scan of her legs or like a um, what's it called? A what is it when they do the baby? What is that called? An 
ultrasound. They did an ultrasound of her leg, and there was she had no clots in her leg. And then they did the CT scan, like she requested, and she had several blood clots in her lungs. She had pul- a pulmonary embolism, and if you know anything about pulmonary embolisms, they those kill you very quickly if you don't treat them. Mm-hmm. Like because you're not getting any, it's a clot in your lungs. You're not getting any blood to your lungs. Do you know what I mean? And just the fact that she, as again, like a high power, she's a she's wealthy. She's uber wealthy. She's well known. Do you know what I mean? But she still faces the same type of. I think that's important. Sorry, I just want to interject because we think of we definitely not meaning you and I, but people think of all these excuses like, oh, maybe they were poor, and so the doctors like don't want to mm-hmm. do all these extra things because they know they afford them and da 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 da. Like the only obstacle left had to be that she was a black woman because it everything sense, else right? was fucking taken care right, of. Right, absolutely. And they still, again, they still, this whole idea, I think it really stems from the idea, and we said, like, how they teach it still in medical schools, that Black people are just, our bones are stronger, our skin yeah. is thicker, we can handle more pain, which is 100% not true, like, and that they're still teaching this, you said as of 2020, right, what was that? They're still just yeah. teaching this, these ideologies that, like, we are kind of, like, subhuman almost, so we're, like, we're not necessarily human, we're a different form, and it almost costed her her life, and, like, regardless of her status, and her status in life and her wealth, like she low-key, she really could have died. And her health, She's super the fact healthy. that she even knew to have Yes. So absolutely. And I don't I don't know. So it just it just it really it's it's really eye-opening to see that like these these things, which they may seem innocent and they may seem complimentary, they really follow us and they really just again they do so much harm. They do. And I think that's important to say, too, because I know several times in my life when I've brought it up, because, again, I am very direct, mm-hmm. I'm a very vocal person. Like, oh, <laughs> that's fucking funny. It's not <laughs> Period. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, these end up in danger. They're not funny. And it's not innocent. And they're not mm-hmm. just they're not. words. They're definitely not. Okay, so we don't want to leave you guys hanging with the whole vixen Um the vixen i keep calling them tropes i believe trope is the right word too vixen trope <laughs> if it's not i've been saying it wrong the whole time <laughs> bitch i meant to look up what is a trope exactly because i keep thinking about no, it's t-r-o-u-p-e and a trope is basically i know what it is what are you yelling at me <laughs> why would you ask me in this <laughs> i know what it is because i also thought miss morgan was tracy morgan and cheryl underwood was carrie underwood it's oh. just late okay it's a figure of speech. Oh, uh, I this is was my typing on the now. um while I'm recording. So if you guys hear those little dots, that's me, and I apologize. <laughs> Should have muted it. <laughs> okay, so I want you to kind of go on about the vixen one though, because I understand it, but um I should have did some a little bit more research before I got on here, and I automatically uh, I to my mind it went to like over sexualization of like young little girls when I thought vixen for some reason. I mean, yeah, that definitely plays into it. And so there actually was not a ton of information when you try to look it up anyway. Um, But kind of a reach. But I remember I took this cultural class at Wright State and it mostly attributed this to um, Asian women because in our minds, we think of, when we think of Asian women in the States, we mostly think of massage parlors. And then when we think, Asian women and massage parlors, we think of happy mm-hmm. endings. And so, like, they're just openly sexualized. So, it's essentially that with Black women, except for the thing is, 
they're looking at it as we're so masculine and we're so aggressive and we're so angry and we're too independent and we're too strong. They can't do anything else with us Mm -hmm. but have sex with us. Like we're just there for breeding. And that's where it gets to the point that we're just overly sexualized. And so the most popular term is a video vixen. Like you just see like the chip drill Mm -hmm. episode or not episode, but the video that we kind of left left off on in the last episode is just a lot of women that I don't want to say they have nothing to show but their bodies because they could possibly be nurses and in school and shit uh-huh. like that outside of the video. Like, we don't really know. But the point is that none of that is right. ever highlighted. It's only them and their sexual aspect. Yeah. And so the reason that that's, again, is because it's just dehumanizing us. It's You can have a degree. You can have a million dollars. You can be a CEO of 10 different companies like you can have all of this success but as soon as you're a, a one octave louder than your peers you're an angry black woman so all we can do with you is have sex with you yes no absolutely and you know what it makes me think of two um do you know who that there was um I think I'm gonna I think her name was Sarah Barton, but she was uh she was a slave or an, an enslaved woman and she, she had do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. They used her actual like a spectrum. Yes, like a remember that? Thing. And that just makes me think of just like the over sexualization yeah. of her body because she had she had a a big bank. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And big things like I mm-hmm. big ass titties and I will I so many times people literally just yeah, gawking at chest, but it's like I couldn't no. choose my body. Like these motherfuckers here since I was like thirteen, they kind of just mm-hmm. popped up because of genetics or whatever. I I could be and a they still over sexualized. They would still be yeah. Big. Apparently, yeah. Like it, I just I've been over sexualized since, since started I was developing. Years old. See, and that's what when you said that. Yeah, your definition makes a hundred percent ex um not experience. <laughs> It yes, makes 100% no. experience. It makes sense. Like it makes so much sense. So when I heard the when I first heard the tone, when I said again, my my mind went to um like the over the sexualization of children because not children, but just the whole idea that like well specifically little girls, little black girls, because um like when little girls start to develop and things like that, that you mm-hmm. automatically they automatically get this, they get hypersexualized and they're fast, right? Or like Oh, yes. And that's what, I don't know why that's what I went to. And I know that what your definition meant, but I just, again, I went to the other end of it. Like, yeah, like we do see that though, kind of on the other end of the spectrum like that. And you grow Mm -hmm. up hearing that you're fast or that you're hypersexual. And I think that it kind of, like when you grow up hearing something consistently, right? Like, I think you kind of sometimes follow suit. And so I think it, again, it creates that. And then we have, and this I don't want this to sound like slut shaming at all, like because that's not what it is. I'm I'm 100% pro sex work. Like it's a necessary job, and it's it's been around for ages, right? There have always been sex workers, but I think that again, when you grow up and you only see your value as being hypersexualized, that you kind of again you lean more to that, and so I think that's where we get like this whole idea again, where like even on the opposite end of like being a strong black woman or or an angry black woman, you get women that tend to be no no personality but their do you know what I mean their look their their look yeah I know 
for a like politically yes. correct way and of like, putting again there's nothing wrong with that like to each his own like I don't think I think whatever floats your boat but I think again like you get boiled down to your sexual your sexual nature or being sexual in general I guess I don't know or your body parts again like you get boiled down to being a vagina ass and breast and so we kind of run with it and then mm-hmm. You're able to, sometimes women are able to monopolize off of that, which I think is fantastic, right? Because if that's what you're going to be boiled down to, then profit, I guess, you know what I mean? It makes sense. But like, I don't know. I wonder if it's like, is it the idea that you have to fight against, like, you're, you're, you're so soft and you're such, you're, I'm using air quotes. You guys can't see them, but you're so womanly <laughs> that you, you get to dodge that narrative, right? Like, you are 100% sexualized in a sexual being or sexual creature that you don't have to worry about being seen as a strong black woman, right? Because like a lot of times men will cater to that. You know what I mean? Or do you know what I mean? Like, do you know, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I know what you're getting at. And I think that that can go one of two ways because I've definitely seen instances where it's like, or I think a perfect example is like younger girls and like young women or older girls and young women that, um, are kind of coming into their sexuality and they might realize that they like other girls and so they start to dress more masculine and so you get a lot of men that victimize them and they just want right. to fucking fuck them or they like like how um fucking kodak black was talking about young ilma like just overly sexually no aggressive because it's more so they want to prove a point like oh i'll soften you up it must be because you haven't had no dick yet and stuff like that and Thank then you. on the other hand it's like so developed they see you almost as like this doll and then we think of like dolls like yes comes to mind and it's like well you can't possibly have both you can't be no. smart and be beautiful so you must only be beautiful so let's just and have that's all it that's is right yeah words. absolutely and that's that's kind of, that's what exactly what i was trying to get at but i could not find the words to articulate it <laughs> <laughs> watching documentaries on people that are pretty much like on the edge of society as I like to put it I just think it really is so fascinating but a, a lot of the times what they say like women who are in sex work uh, an overwhelming majority of them will say like I wasn't mm-hmm. good at anything else so it's not even that they just were consciously thinking I just want to do this because I'm good at this or I enjoy this it's more so like mm-hmm. a last resort it's because they are not well that they settle for doing those things like I personally have known a lot of Mm -hmm. women who do sex work and not a single one of them has never been raped or molested like it's some type of trauma response that makes you think that you you should reduce yourself to something like that and then it's like to resolve that cognitive dissonance you Mm -hmm. find other reasons like you know I feel empowered or I'm being sexually liberated and stuff like that but then why is it that I've never seen anybody that's mentally healthy enter that kind of work and right. again I'm pro sex work too because I'm pro absolutely my business do whatever fuck you want to do but you know people like I said earlier they tend to want to be themselves around me and they're always sharing their lives like it's always severe right. trauma behind right. the women in these works you know that's funny too okay so this is also this also kind of points to the whole idea of like sex work or like this whole women's sexual liberation the only person that I can say that has actually like done sex work and that advocates for it on the outside is like um like that's celebrity is like Cardi B. Okay, so I looked at like um mm-hmm. like 
um, the city girls, like JT had posted something like, you know, they're all about like fucking and popping pussy and getting money and this, this and that. And like, she had posted some very like contradictory, contradict, Jesus, contradictory um, tweets basically that said that like, everyone just to each their own again. Like, I'm not knocking you, but like, basically like, she's like, no, I don't do that. Like, I don't sleep around or this, this and that X, Y, Z. And like, there's nothing, I I guess there's nothing wrong with that, having that message. But like, she was almost looking down on it. Do you know what I mean? Like she was above it, but like you based (laughs) your whole career and your whole personality as far as your celebrity on being a hot girl or a city girl and kind of yeah i want to say like i want to say like megan the stallion did it too but i'm trying to think if it was her if it was somebody else that she was just kind of like you know it's hot girls this this, and that xyz and she's always been like pro like own your body own this this and that but again i think she really posted something that was like very contradictory for her personal life type of thing or like kind of shamed it or looked down on it you know what i mean which i'm like I guess mm-hmm. it makes sense because that's what mo- a lot of the industry is. Like half of these people are, are rapping or singing about stuff that they don't actively do. Do you know what I mean? And I guess just that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But it was the whole idea that you're one thousand percent promoting this and you're saying that it's okay to be sexually free and sexually liberated, but then you're very, very much all of your motives are catered are centered around men. Or that's just like how the yeah, dealers exactly. Want but that. This shit's fucked up, but no, I absolutely and I get deal, that so. too. And I understand, I get it. Like I understand that's just a game thing. I just I just think that like don't it, it's hard in that aspect. Oh, I don't want to say it's hard in that aspect. Let me go back real quick. But Cardi B is the only person that I know that was a sex worker and that does advocate sexual liberation. And she's very, very, very consistent. And like she doesn't base from what I've seen, she doesn't base huh? Correct. Amber Rose Amber is another one. Yes, that's a good one. They don't necessarily base their like liberation or their sexual freedom around a man, I guess I should say. Do you know what I mean? So like they are I feel like they're true mm-hmm. women that advocate and that can say that like I did it, it's okay, and you can do it too. And it's not it's about your happiness and it's about like you owning it type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Versus like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sing about it, but I don't really think that you should be doing it type of thing. But I'm going to tell you to do it, but I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Because I think it's above, it's beneath me. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's kind of the idea. That's kind of what I got from it. And um, my whole point was, though, again, about the like the whole trauma thing. Like, no, not the trauma thing. About the whole sex work idea. Like, you said, like, are you really sexually liberated, right? Like, are you really, or is this like a coping mechanism for some type of trauma? Or this is just kind of like, what you feel like you can do because you feel like you're not good enough to do anything else you know what I mean and I think those may be like the two examples and I can't say even on like a like a cognitive level how they really think about it I can only show like based off of what I've been presented with and what I can kind of piece together I guess but they do seem somewhat sincere in it that like they are they are autonomous beings and they are allowed to do what they want with their bodies and they have done what they want with their bodies kind of to show it, you know what I mean? And not that you have to prove it, like, you don't got to fuck everybody to prove that you're sexually liberated, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that even made sense. I kind of felt like I just went on a tangent. <laughs> it does. It's just, like, you don't really right. know what's inside of people's minds, and then like, most people are not honest, so you would just kind of really never know, because I always just think, like, well, why are you doing these things? Like, I had a friend that used to swear that she just wanted to be with all these different men and she was super open and stuff about it 
on the internet but then when we would get home or we would stay the night together like she would just be crying all the time right. she felt worthless and she felt like shit but she felt like she had to uphold like she felt like if she would have sex with somebody then eventually she would convince them that if they was sleeping with her enough they would get curious about her as a person and yeah. realize she had a real personality but she actually did not have a personality oh. she was nothing but sex and like you don't know what these people are really thinking or what their real lives are because a lot of it really is just an act because going back into the other children right. they want to appear and that strong. makes sense and it's just like it's super crazy how all this ties in together <laughs> like it just is so wild just to see there's so many different aspects or elements of it like because they're all 100% their own thing but they are all 1000% you see I went from 100 to 1000 because it's even more <laughs> they're all just like, like so deeply intertwined with one another like and it's all just been like this big ass like blanket that's just been thrown upon all of us black women right like no matter who you are or what you are you're gonna I feel like you're gonna be seen as one of the three and I guess like do we do we fight do we continue to combat it and fight it or we just like do we give into it like all right that's fine I'm I'm angry I'm angry like in my mind, I'm just like, I I hate labels just in general. I feel like they just really box in people's thought. Like, whether I'm fighting it or I give into it, the fact that I'm focusing on it means that I makes can't sense. be That's true. in my opinion. So I'm just like, just think about what will be the consequences if you ignore it. Because playing into it or not, like, how is it? on a very like literal level affecting your day-to-day life and I only say that because as a person that has always done whatever I wanted and truly doesn't give a fuck like it's really not too much of a difference aside from I sleep a little better mm-hmm. at night than my friends sometimes like because I don't care like what is the reason that we even give these so much attention like how is it going to affect your day-to-day activities like say you go to work tomorrow and you just be yourself like what's going to happen are they going to fire you even if they fired you because you not have gotten fired for something else are you never going to find another right. job that's very like, true I think that happen? I think a lot of it is just um I can say for myself like I think I am a worrier and I've always been and I've always just been I've always been I probably a lot of it's probably just fear like I've always just been very terrified of being put in these weird spots where I can't like I don't want to say dig myself up, but like if something happens, like how do I like survive it or get past it? Like, and I, I'm anxiety ridden. Like I don't sleep because of like the anxiety I have from it. And I, I've never been one to be able to just let go and not think like two steps ahead. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know, just person personality wise. Like I just, it's, it's very hard for me just to like not give a fuck. I've just never been like that. Like as much as I play and I say, I don't, I very, very deeply care a lot. Like, and I might be able to like mask it, but I can't say that I would be okay if I had a job today and I got fired tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And even in that sense, like even getting fired without having like a, a backup plan. Do you know what I mean? Like only one time in my job have I ever quit a job and not had another job lined up type of thing. Just because I'm just, it's just, it just terrifies mm-hmm. me. Like not being able to like, not the unknown or not having that sense of control. And I guess like, what do we really have control over? Do you know what I mean? Like, what can you really control? Oh, yeah, because it's like you could be doing all this to curate yourself 
and they well, still even, won't talk shit about you like, I don't even care about them. Like, I mean, I guess I do. I don't know if I care. I probably do care about them talking shit, but it's the fact that, like, am I maintaining, like, a certain level of what I feel like, what I guess I feel like they think is professionalism, and I guess I shouldn't even worry about that. We're talking about the job specifically. Like, what I feel like is a certain level of professionalism, mm-hmm. and I know how to be, like, a professional, right? Like, I know I shouldn't be cussing and saying nigga and shit like that at work, right? And I know I need to, I can't sleep on the job and stuff like that. Like, I understand, like, those basic levels. But, like, if one day I decided to go in there and voice my opinion, like, do they go back to this angry black woman idea? Like, oh, my gosh, she's being aggressive, and, like, she can't work here because now we're we're scared of her type of thing. You know what I mean? And I always worry about stuff like that because, like, I don't want that to, I don't want that to I guess I don't want it to follow me either and I don't know where it would follow me to right because I think well employers aren't even allowed to like talk bad about you right when you they and that that's a thing like they're not supposed to like say like well this bitch da, 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 da. and they against you for what just is- voicing your opinion and of course people do talk sometimes and they do right. retaliate because people are going to do whatever the fuck they want they don't want to follow the rules but it's like that's gonna happen whether you do something or not because if people are that's just true. nasty, they're that's gonna be nasty. That's true. Yeah, I guess a lot of it's just reevaluating it and just testing the waters for me, like doing it and seeing like what happens and if nothing happens, understanding like that's okay, like it's okay because I should be able to one hundred percent defend myself in any atmosphere, any situation. But I don't always feel like it's safe. I guess it's just this idea of safety for me. Like, is this okay to do for you? Like, what are the consequences that come after this? Because I don't know what they are. Like, I don't know what the worst is that can happen. And I mm-hmm. think that's what prevents a lot of it. And that's like, the other day, let me tell you. So my, my daughter's teacher, this is like very much so like just worrying about her. And I know we're kind of like an hour in and we'll cut it short. But just really quick, I want to tell this. So my daughter didn't stand, my daughter didn't stand the Pledge of Allegiance. And then her teacher told her she was disrespectful. And Elena has said something like, well, it's against my religion. And like, I don't know. She was just probably saying something. But the teacher was like, well, some <laughs> religions are disrespectful. And I was like, Yes. And I'm like, I was getting ready to send an email and I thought about it that she's getting ready to go in school and I don't want my daughter to be mistreated because I sent an email and I'm again under this guise of like this black woman is coming at me and she because you know it's an email it's not like me talking to her face to face and being able to have like an intellectual conversation with her and explain to her why without having like the attitude so automatically the one thing is that's against me is people are going to read it how they feel like it so she's having a bad day she might read it in an extra angry voice. And I was pretty pissed off, but I was very, very much respectful in it. It's the same if you said it very huh? respectful to you face to face. It would be I the don't, same. I don't know. I think people take stuff out of context too. even more when like they're reading it though and they can't hear the tones because you can't hear tones in work in like writings. Do you know what I mean? So it could have come off even more aggressive in the in the email versus me going there and being able to be like show her my I don't know do you know what I mean like I think I think I definitely think you can get different tones in different aspects like I've read mm-hmm. text messages like what the fuck like but it's not even like that do you know what I mean because I'm reading it in my head and what how how my mood is at the time but um again I saw so yeah. so this up but I didn't end up sending the email because I was like if we're gonna stay in the school district I don't want my child to be labeled as difficult do you know what I mean? Because people, again, people are going to people mm-hmm. and I don't want them to treat her any type of way because they didn't like what I said. You know? And like, that's just one of the consequences. That's why I didn't send it. And I had every right to send the email and I had every right to voice it. But I just was like, let me think beyond my mm-hmm. anger or my like, or like her being tacky, right? Like, let me think beyond that and think about like Layla, like, 
okay, if I do say this, like, does she treat my child differently for these last couple of days? Does she go to the next teacher and say, well, Layla Bratcher, her mom, this, this, and that, and she doesn't want to stand for the pledge, and her mom sent me this nasty email, X, Y, Z, and they've already got this, like, vendetta, like, this weird grudge against a 10-year-old. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's what I mean as far as, like, consequences that I can yeah. get, because I don't know what will happen, and nothing might have happened. She might have like, you know what, I apologize. I didn't think of it like that, X, Y, Z. But I didn't know the other side of it, and I didn't want to put something out there that I knew I couldn't take back, but that was going to have just different implications. I think that's really interesting that that's the way you think about it. And there's no right or wrong answer. I'm going to just throw that out there. But things like that happen in my mind. I'm just like, I don't want to teach Mindy that people can talk to her any way that they want to without consequences, or I want her to think that I won't stand up for her if somebody's disrespecting her. I don't want her to think that she can say something like that to somebody else and that not be out of pocket. So my first instinct is mm-hmm. it needs to be corrected for like the greater good. Like not that I need to but teach just in general the overall. teacher a lesson because I'm not about to talk shit to my child anymore mm-hmm. because she knows that I will not accept that. And then people also know that that shit is unacceptable. So I kind of think of it like I kind of just feel like the principle is more important than the consequences. But I can understand how that's it's just right. not that simple. Yeah. For people. Yeah. But I never considered it the way that you just said it either because I see. Yeah. Don't and I don't know. It. I just, I, I think I get what you're saying. And th- that was my initial thought was like, well, she doesn't get to do, you don't get to do that. Right. Like you don't get to talk to my kid like that and say that and she's a 10 year old. If you have a problem with it, like ask, talk to me about it. Do you know what I mean? And I had put all that in there. And then I had realized, like, I think the email was kind of emotional, too, I think. Because I had said some shit about, like, the 14th Amendment. Like, my daughter doesn't have to pledge allegiance to a country that didn't consider her a person at one point in time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was really mm-hmm. on it. Like, you're not going to do this. And you don't get to dictate religions. As a matter of fact, you ain't supposed to put no idols before God. Like, I was about to get into it. Like, I was really mad. Like, you don't get to do that. You don't get to say you don't you don't yeah. you don't dictate what we teach. Your opinion is not valid in my household. And I had said something like that too. So maybe my email might have been a little emotional and it might have been that makes a difference because mine would have been like more so short and concise, like, hey, my daughter told me that you said this. I just want to tell you that I take that as disrespect and I think it's very unacceptable. If you ever have a feeling like that towards my daughter, I really need you to bring it yeah, to me. Yeah, see, maybe that's what it was too, and I'm glad I didn't send it because it wasn't emotional. I was pissed off about it. I was like, "This bitch!" Like, and then what would have happened? She would have yeah, said something smart. I would have been up at the school, and I was like, "I don't, I." With him, yeah, and I would have been continued to perpetuate like... this angry black woman stereotype. But I had every right to be angry, though. That's the <laughs> thing, and I guarantee you, she would have weaponized her white tears, yeah. and I would have had to beat her the fuck up, and we would have both been in jail. And I would have had to cry too, like me and my daughter are afraid because the teacher was screaming at us and telling us our religion didn't matter. Like it's just crazy. Like it's just it's so fun. It's like a snowball. Like and where it's like a lose lose situation overall. I guess I felt like it, so I don't know. But yeah, y'all, this went long. I think it was a good one though. It's a good topic. Like, like if we could just continue to go on because there are just so many examples in life as to like <sighs> where and why and when and who and how. Period. But we're gonna let y'all go. We ain't gonna talk no more. We love y'all though. Thanks for listening. Okay, yeah. Well time for the quote now quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Time for the quote now quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. Quote that. <laughs> that. <laughs>
quote of the day where going from Solange again. I ran into this girl. I said, I'm tired of explaining. Man, this shit is draining. But I'm not really allowed to be mad. Drop mic. <laughs> All right, y'all. Who do? Let it marinate. And let it marinate too, also. <laughs> and in conjunction with <laughs> marinating. <laughs> so we hope you guys liked the show. If you did, go ahead and give us a five star review. Make sure that you're checking the blogs and our social medias too. Leave a voice note for us on Anchor. Um, that way you can be included in the show if you want to, because that's where we put what we're going to be talking about next and everything. And then if you want to support us, go ahead and check our show notes for Patreon, for the link to Patreon. And once you get to Patreon, you'll see that we will send you free merch. Or if you don't want to support us on Patreon, since that's a monthly subscription, you can also go to our website where you can just buy the merch itself. All right, guys. Well, um, we'll catch you next episode. Bye.